I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is the Whispering Woods Extra. This extra is all about... More demons. Yeah, we got three more demon stories today. Are you ready for the first one? Yes, I am. In about 2011, my little brother, 12, 13 at the time, started getting sick on Sunday mornings before church. We thought he was just being manipulative in order to sleep in, stay home and play video games. Then he began to vomit violently every Sunday morning, consistently. Things escalated and he began to get sick during the week as well, vomiting and missing many days of school. My mother and stepdad took him to many doctors, ordered CT scans and MRIs and travelled out of state to see specialists none of whom could diagnose him. Eventually, he basically became bedridden and had to withdraw from 7th grade due to excessive absences. In the beginning, he acted like his usual self, a somewhat surly but occasional communicative teenager and contented himself with playing Minecraft for most of the day. He didn't eat much, but he always was very thin and eating was never a priority. As time passed, he lost a lot of weight and became extremely gaunt with a greyish complexion. Looking back at pictures from that time, he looked terrible. His personality underwent a change as well and he evolved from angsty teenager into bitter, spiteful, hateful. He no longer tolerated my presence in his room and would hardly speak to me, 
I was an 18-year-old at the time. My parents were consistently taking him to doctors and he was receiving medical attention all throughout this time, so please don't think he was being neglected. He was diagnosed with kidney stones, which were pulverised and eventually passed. But that just didn't account for all of his health issues. We looked into cyclic vomiting syndrome, but that didn't explain everything either. Church and everything to do with religion or spirituality was out of the question for him. At one point, my parents were watching the 700 Club downstairs. Not a usual occurrence, but it was an interesting episode about the dangers of dabbling in the occult. There were more cheerful segments too, about people who had died and claimed to have seen heaven and Jesus. My mum wanted my brother to see the episode, so she tried to call him downstairs. I believe he came halfway down the staircase, but wouldn't come any further. They went back and forth for a while. He was extremely temperamental during this time, and would pitch fights about anything he didn't want to do. In response to my mum telling him to go to the living room and watch the show, he screeched like a banshee. It was a horrible sound. Finally, somehow, he resigned himself and joined me in the recliner. At some point during the show, Mum looked over at him. She told me this later. He looked back at her with black clouds where his eyes should have been. She stared back until the clouds dissipated. Then he smiled at her and was himself again. At this point, obviously, my mum was convinced this was demonic oppression rather than a medical illness. She read lots of books about demonic oppression and how to combat it. We got rid of any questionable possession, including supernatural movies and Native American artefacts, etc., for fear that they had some kind of link to the demonic and were attracting negative energy. We heard about these two women with a prophetic spiritual gift who were coming from South Africa to speak at a nearby church. It took so much determination, but somehow my mum and I managed to get my brother in the car with us and we made the drive to this church. The two women began speaking over members of the congregation, laying hands on them, singing to them, and then describing the image that got put into their brain and explaining what it meant. The church members began queuing up in order to be prophesied over, I remember being nervous to the point of nausea because I feared the women could somehow read my mind and knew every bad thing I'd ever done. We waited for hours and hours until the women reached us. We went to the pulpit and began crying because the emotions were so strong. The women put their hands on us and said to my brother, Devil Devil is trying trying to steal steal your life. They read Bible verses to us that can't remember and they gave my mother a small vial of anointed oil. They blessed up and we left the church feeling so light and overjoyed. We ate lunch together and got home, still on the high of it all. That night, my mum had a friend over to discuss everything that had happened. They were talking in her room about the prophets, my brother's health and so on. Eventually, the woman left and my mum was in her room alone, 
She went to bed, and before she fell asleep, she saw a reptilian, demon-like entity standing beside her bed, mocking her. She described this to me the next day. She said it looked like it was laughing maliciously. She made a mental note to cleanse the house with the holy oil the next day, and somehow, I don't know how, simply rolled over and went to sleep with the thing still there. The next day, we all went through the house together, blessing each room and anointing each doorway with the oil. Honestly, everything is a blur after this, but my brother remained ill for a few weeks after. One day, we basically dragged him to church with him shrieking all the way. When we walked through the doors, he doubled over with stomach pain. He remained doubled over throughout the sermon and we couldn't help but stop sobbing because we felt so hopeless about it all. The pastor asked the congregation to surround us and lay their hands on us and pray. It wasn't immediate, but in the following weeks, he began to get better. He even attended a church camp and was baptised at the end of it, which we all attended. I know it's out there, but I firmly believe it was the combination of the prophet's the laying on of hands, anointing the house and my brother's eventual salvation and baptism that lifted his sickness. I no longer live with my family, but they have only had one other paranormal occurrence since I moved out. My mum and brother were leaving to go to the grocery store or church or something, and both of them saw a shadow figure seemingly pass through the kitchen wall out of the corner of their eyes. They both assumed it was my stepfather and neither said anything. It wasn't until they had been driving for a while that they asked each other, did you see that? And realised my stepfather wasn't at home. I've had that before with certain people, if they're like psychic or meant to be psychic, and I'm like, don't, don't look at my mind. (laughs) I try and put a wall up, like, you know, you don't want to go in there. (laughs) <laughs> it's private <laughs> yeah probably get locked up if somebody can see inside my mind <laughs> right um yeah it certainly did sound like he was oppressed for sure poor little lad didn't it yeah i wonder if he'd been messing about with stuff you know what like the spiritual ac- stuff yeah like the occult and stuff um like I do, to be fair, not Ouija board, because I'm dead scared of that. I do scrying and stuff like that. I'm not, you know, I don't know. But then I do also complain that I'm seeing things all the time, don't I? I'm hearing things. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, are you ready for the second story? Yes, I am. My boyfriend and I recently moved into a new apartment after experiencing some crazy paranormal activity in our last apartment. This apartment is larger and newer than our last. It's a recently built one-year-old condo building in a quiet part of the city away from traffic and noise. It's the only building for three kilometres in either direction. We're on the top floor so we don't have to listen to neighbours upstairs and we have no neighbours beside us. The whole complex sits adjacent to a forest with multiple trails and a large lake we thought it would be paradise. The first month we were there, we had no paranormal occurrences, 
and no suspicious activity. Our cat wasn't reacting to empty space like she had been before. My boyfriend and I were sleeping better and hiking all the time. We enjoyed the patio a lot and even had a little green room for our plants. We hadn't needed my cousin to cleanse the space since we'd moved in, so we were very positive about finally being free of ghosts and demons. When we got comfortable, that's when the activity started again. It started small, as it always does, with missing keys, shifting furniture, the cat being touched by something, and of course small noises like scratching and tapping. We ignored it the best we could. We made noise in our space and stayed positive throughout all the new experiences. One night we couldn't ignore it any longer. We'd opened the closet in the hallway to fold some sheets we'd washed when the door was ripped out of my boyfriend's hands and slammed shut. We had all of our windows and doors closed and didn't have any air conditioning on. When we tried to open it again, it wouldn't budge. There is no lock on this door, so we assumed it was jammed. We wedged it open with the screwdriver and when we did, we saw little scratches on the bottom of the door that weren't there before. This was the point where my boyfriend and I called my cousin to do another cleansing. During the cleansing, you could hear rapid tapping on the ceiling. We have no upstairs neighbours as we're on the top floor. And heavy breathing from the closet. When she was finished, she told us that she felt like we were in danger. This made us very paranoid and upset. The next thing to happen made us both sick to our stomachs. We were asleep on the couch after watching a movie when the door of the closet directly beside the TV whipped open. All of the linens fell out onto the floor and the door fell off its hinge. For context, the linens were all in labelled plastic tubs that were hanging on the wall on a metal bar. The tubs were not moved when the sheets and towels were tossed onto the floor, nor was the bar. Ever since then, We've had the closet door swing open and close randomly and had towels and sheets thrown all around. My boyfriend swears that he can see a dark shadow in the shape of a small person in the corner of the closet when it opens and closes. The cat won't even go near the door and has confined herself to the back bedroom. At night we can hear scratching on the door and banging coming from the walls. Last night was horrible too. We were in bed trying to sleep when we heard a massive bang coming from the closet. My boyfriend was fed up at this point and screamed at it to shut up so we could sleep. We saw a black head-shaped figure poke around the corner of the doorframe. It had red eyes and was solid black. We couldn't see through it. We freaked out and slept in our car with the cat. This morning, we went in to make breakfast and found most of the apartment torn up. Nothing was damaged except a few photo frames, luckily. We're glad we brought the cat with us. It looks as if the demon thing has found us again and now threatens to terrorise us in our new apartment. I'm hoping that we'll continue to be safe from physical harm as long as possible. But I don't think it's likely. So they've obviously had experiences with demons before. Yeah. Haven't they? Yeah, I reckon so. 
I'm not sure I think it was a demon. If all my towels came out of the cupboard, I just think it was you lot searching for toilet roll. (laughs) That's what happens in our cupboard, doesn't it? (laughs) But still very scary. Well, hopefully they'll get rid of it and it'll go for good. Yeah. Sort of keep following them around. I mean, it does sound idyllic where they move to, but not with a demon in tow. Right, are you ready for the third and final story? Yes, I am. When I was 14, I had a strange encounter that still puzzles me to this day. On the weekends, I'd sometimes go to my mother's place. My parents are divorced. The house she lived in was converted into several small apartments. It was a creepy old farmhouse. The house was at least 150, maybe 200 years old. My mum told me, off and on, of strange sounds she'd been hearing and seeing things in the corner of her eyes, and the feeling of being watched. This one particular evening... When I spent the night, I bought my Nintendo 64 because my mum would go to bed early and I'd still be up for a few hours. I still remember, to this day, what I was playing. WWF No Mercy. I was sitting Indian-style on the floor playing the story mode. i just finished a mission in the game and set down the controller to the left and behind me. Directly behind me was a recliner. I'll never forget what I saw next. I went to grab the controller and saw what appeared to be a hoof, like a horse next to the controller on the floor. Insects and blood were coming out of that sliver that separated the hoof. I thought to myself, how strange. I slowly glanced up and this demonic figure was staring back at me. It leaned down towards me, Its face got down in my face and grinned the most evil smile. The eyes black, face red, one-winged creature. Blood was dripping from its teeth. It was so surreal, I immediately went into a panic attack and blacked out. I learned later it was the fight-or-flight response. Several seconds later, I came to, laying on the floor, could barely move. The demonic figure in the chair laughed at me. It was as if my fear and energy had been sucked dry from me. I lost all strength. I did all I could to crawl myself to my mum's room and wake her up. After I woke her up, we talked and she believed me. She told me she too had seen the same thing earlier that week, but didn't want to scare me. I don't know what to make of it, and I still think of it to this day. I have no doubt demons and angels are real. And believe me, the last thing you ever want to encounter is a demon smiling in your face. I don't care if you believe me or not, but when two people see the same thing on two separate occasions, either we're both crazy or something is, was wrong with that old farmhouse. My mum has thankfully moved since and we haven't encountered that thing again. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I know that was only a tiny little story, but it was pretty scary. Yeah, I've always been scared of, like, the, like, goat people with, like, satanic cults and mm. that, and, like, the goat, the goat masks or whatever. Yeah, there is something sort of ancient and scary about yeah. goats. <laughs> Not just necessarily goats, but we know where, where we're coming from, don't we? There's that TikTok, isn't there, where that goat gets up on its hind legs and walks yeah, around. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's a bit freaky. I'm sure, you know, probably goats do that a lot. It's because, probably their leader. Yeah. <laughs> getting them to rise up. Yeah. <laughs> Something they're thinking about, really. <laughs> That's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoy and we'll catch up with you again on Monday. Yes, we will indeed. Take care out there, everyone. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.